minutes. Let me set it up. And then we're going to have proper thanksgiving. What we had so far is what we call preamble. It's a warm-up. It's a rehearsal for the real praise and thanks that's about to come. Now, I don't want you to miss what God is doing and saying to us. Because it's no respect of person. Absolutely. What is done for one, yes. it will do for all. Yes. So what you are seeing today is not just the miracle of legama. It is also your miracle. Yes. So, just give me 10 for three minutes. Give me that scripture again. Second Corinthians chapter 9. Verse 15. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Another translation said unspeakable. You get a gift and you're speechless. You get a gift and your friend or your family says, what did you get? He said, I can't describe it. A gift that makes you speechless, that is devoid of words to describe. That is what God gave to the world on Christmas Day. To better appreciate that gift, and again, uh, I realize we're in a high power celebration mode, and we should be. I want to go to Matthew chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. For you and I to get a glimpse of how God delivered this gift. For many of you, your gift came from Amazon. For others of us, you went and travel at the Mall of Georgia. And if you're much younger, maybe it's under a tree. And your parents will lie to you on Christmas Day. And say, maybe Santa Claus brought it. Amen? But I want us to see how God delivered this gift to mankind. You know, when we read in the scriptures of these genealogies, we are quick to just skim over them and just, ah, this one beget this one and beget that one and beget that one. The genealogy of a stranger about a stranger. And many times, they do not resonate with us. But we will not fully appreciate how God delivered his greatest gift to mankind except we go back and look at that scripture. The book of genealogy of Jesus Christ. The son of David, the son of Abraham. Verse 2. Abraham begot Isaac. Isaac begot Jacob. And Jacob begot Judah and his brother. You just read that and say, oh, you just immediately fast forward. Oh, this begats and begats. What does it have to do with me? Now, you need to recognize this morning. Somewhere in this begats, God grafted you into that tree. If you are born again, somewhere in that genealogy, God has grafted you in there. If we could write out the genealogy of the world, your name will be in there at some place. 
But for the purpose of this exhortation this morning, let's just look back at how God delivered this gift. Every Jewish scholar over 4,000 years ago, they did not know when Jesus would be born, but they knew through who he would be born. There were three significant names that the Jews can tell you for certainty. That if this gift will come, it has come through Abraham, it must come through David, and it must come through Judah. Those three names, they knew that they knew that they knew. But when? They were not sure. But Abraham, David, and Judah were prominent names with prophetical scriptures that helped them to see that Jesus was going to be born. So, let's go to Genesis twenty-two eighteen. 18. The first promise was made to Abraham. In Genesis twenty-two eighteen, 18, after he had offered Isaac as an offering to God, God made him a promise. In your seed... All the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you've obeyed my voice. So that's the first promise. God is telling Abraham through you that Christmas gift will come. Yes. Secondly, is well, yeah, let me go to Genesis, the land of Judah, Genesis 49, verse 10. Abraham, David, and Judah. Let me do Judah next because it's also in Genesis. Genesis 49 verse 10. Jacob is prophesying on his sons. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, he said to Judah, This captor shall not depart from who? Nor a lawgiver from between his feet. Until Shallow comes, and to him shall be the what? Obedience of the people. So we know God promised through Abraham, He promised through Judah, and lastly, He promised through David. Second Samuel chapter 7. Second Samuel chapter 7. Don't take off your dancing shoes yet. Don't take off your dancing shoes. We're going to dance in a minute. We're going, to, uh, we're going to dance until TV5 news, TV11 news. Oh, how about my friends? The fake news. CNN. We bring them here. Oh, how about the, uh, uh, the GOP news, newscaster, Sean Hannity? We bring them out here. They will all confess today. They will see and confess. Amen? All of them. We will dance until they come to reckon that there's a God. A God in heaven. Amen? Second Samuel chapter 7, give me verse 12. When, now, this is God speaking to David. When your days are fulfilled and you rest with your fathers, I will do what? I will set up your seed after you. Who will come from your body and I will establish his kingdom. He's not talking about Solomon. Not Solomon. Verse 13, as you know that. Verse 13. Verse 13. He shall build a house for my name. Do you remember Jesus? I will build my house or my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And he shall build, he, Jesus, shall build a house for my name 
and I will establish the throne of his kingdom. How long? Forever. So we know it's not Solomon. So Abraham, David, and Judah carried the prophecies of God to bring our Christmas gift. For over 4,000 years, what I want you to see this morning, in those 4,000 years, Abraham was not perfect. Judah was a mess. Shall we talk about David? David could not help himself. None of those three men asked God to be qualified to be in that lineage. They did not do anything to be chosen of God. And in spite of their imperfection, they could not do anything to be disqualified. And it's not because he didn't try. Abraham lied. And God said, you are my friend. Yes. Judah, out of frustration, we're going to develop this further on New Year's Eve. I can't get into all of it now. Judah thought his family name was about to be extincted. He gave his son to wife. The boy died. He was wicked. Gave the brother. He died. And the third boy said, no, 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 no. This woman that's killing all my children, I won't give, I won't give this last one to, to her. And the woman, Tamar, out of frustration and vengeance, set up a ploy to entrap Judah. Long story, I don't want to get into all of it now. Judah slept with Tamar, with his own daughter-in-law, not knowing. And brought forth twins. Zare and Fares. And God decided that out of that mess he will call one of those twins and put him in the lineage of Jesus Christ. And you are telling me that you've done something so big, so bad, so terrible that God will forget you? Do you have any idea that kind of God that you're serving who for 4,000 years was watching over his word to Abraham, to Judah, and to David to bring it to pass? When the Bible says God is not a man that he should lie. Oh, Lordy, he's only son of man that he should repent. Has he not said it? Will he not do it? Hallelujah. God said, not one jot of the word that comes out of his mouth shall fall to the ground and fail. And you are telling me that God has forgotten you? Do you remember who he is? He said, I know the thoughts that I have of you. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To bring you to an expected end. It may look dark today. It may look gloomy tomorrow. But I'm telling you, 4,000 years later, God fulfilled his word. And you have the assurance this morning that God who kept his word over a 4,000 year span, he will keep it in your little lifespan. How old are you today? Yes. How old are you that you are giving up on God? How old are you? Two things quickly because I don't want to take much more time. I want us to really celebrate. Two things. Number one. Number one. 
famine. Famine. I'm here to announce you to, to you today. The days of your famine is over. Amen. Yes. No, no, no. You don't believe it. No, you don't believe it. You, no, you don't believe it. No, I say you don't believe it. I say you don't believe it. You don't believe it. You don't believe it. I say the days of your luck is over. Now you are talking like people that believe. Now you are talking like people that believe. Because in that 4,000 year span, many things happened to which those guys could have thought it's over. First thing I want you to see, if you believe the days of your famines are over, the days of your lack is over. Now, I did not say there will no longer be famine. Let me make that distinction. There will be plenty of famine. That's the only way we will know there's God. There must be Egypt if there will be a Goshen. There must be a shortage if there will be surplus. The only way you will know who the children of light are is because we have something to compare with. God's word is in the day of famine, you will have provision. Oh my God. You guys are not hearing me. (laughs) Hallelujah. In Genesis 41, they brought Joseph before Pharaoh. The Pharaoh was perplexed. He was in distress. He had dreams. He did not know how to interpret. And Joseph simply told him, there will be seven years of plenty followed by seven years of famine. He said, Mr. Pharaoh, take heart. Don't let the pronouncement of famine get you upset at all. Because in this famine, we will know there's a God. And I'm saying to you today, in the name of Jesus, as this year rolls over like a garment, and we unroll the new year of 2018, whatever is troubling the world, you will be exempt. Because in the darkness of Egypt, you will have light. In the darkness and the lack around you, you will have supply. In the name of Jesus, the God that provided manna from heaven, he will see to your situation. He will make sure you are supplied, you are refreshed, you are renewed, you are blessed, and you prosper. In the name of Jesus! So don't let famine scare you. That is the day of God's proving. That is when we will know the God of this world versus the God of heaven. There will be famine. But the days of your lack are over. Because there will be a supply of bread to you and your household, to your businesses and to your enterprises that you will testify of the goodness of God in the name of Jesus. You are just getting started. Say to your neighbor, say neighbor, I'm just getting started. Say I'm just getting started. Ah, no, 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 no. You don't, you are not saying it like you mean it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I am confident. So in that day of famine, in Jesus' day, there was plenty of supply. Plenty of supply. 
Contrast that to 2 Kings chapter 7. Don't go there. The days of Elisha. Where there was famine in Samaria. And the man of God said, Ah, by this time tomorrow, bread will be so plentiful, you won't even know what to do with it. And there was a man leaned upon whose hand the king leaned. He had the prophet said, What kind of nonsense is this? Are you going to create windows in heaven and pour bread down? And the man of God said, With your eyes you will see it, but you will not take off it. Why? Because you don't believe. Father, I pray that grace to trust you in this hour for the supernatural that you are about to unleash over us in the name of Jesus. My Lord and my God, that we will believe you and not believe our circumstance. Not believe in the natural, but believe you that you are who you say you are. And so, Father, we receive that grace to trust you, to believe you right now in the name of Jesus. And we arrest famine in your homes, in your businesses, in your profession. Everything you lay your hands upon, I'm telling you in Jesus' name because you believe it shall prosper. In the name of Jesus. The second thing I want you to see is resurrection. 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 In John chapter 11, I believe it was 6. John 11. Jesus got to Lazarus' tomb. And when you read this in the newer translation, NIV, NLT, or ERV, they were all in despair because Lazarus apparently had died. And Jesus made one statement. He said, this will not end in death. You didn't hear what I said? He did not say it will not lead to death. <laughs> he said it will not end in death. But it will end in the glory of God. This is why this gift is indescribable. Whatever is aching you now, it will not end in death. Even though it leads to death, it will not end in death. Why? There's a glory on the other side waiting to be revealed. Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. After Lazarus' ordeal, how many of his neighbors remember that he died? Nobody. <laughs> they only saw his resurrection. They were looking, wow, this miracle man. Wow, you, you are alive now. What, what happened? You are alive, you are alive. They forgot totally what had happened that led to this resurrection. What am I saying? All the naysayers, all those who are decrying you now, who are looking down at you at your lowliness and saying, ah, this man, this woman, will they ever make it? When God has torn your captivity, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, 
It's not if he will turn it. It's when. It's not a matter of if, but a matter of when. David said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow. No, 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 no. He said it too quickly. Too quickly. No, 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 no. He didn't say I got through the valley of death. He said I went through the valley of the what? Shadow. It's only what? A shadow. It's only what? A sh- Say it with me. It's only what? It's only what? It's only what? Whatever is paining you, whatever is inflicting you, whatever is hurting you, it's only what? It's only what? And by what we know, shadows don't last. Shadows are only temporary. When I go through the valley of the shadow of death, I will what? Fear no evil. Why? For thou art with me. Emmanuel, God with me. That's the gift of Christmas. He has come to be with you. And because he's with you, there is no need to fear. Because what? The rod and the staff, the what? Comfort. Comfort is yours on this Christmas day. Victory is yours on this Christmas day. Winning always, never backwards. Making progress, never going back. Up and up and up and up. In Jesus' name. One last thing I want to say, and I'm going to take my seat. We develop this more. New Year's Eve. One last thing I want to say. In that Matthew chapter 1 verse 16. Matthew 1 16. Matthew chapter 1 verse 16. Thank you. And Jacob begot Joseph the husband of Mary of whom was born Jesus who is called Christ. I'm not sure if he detected the change in the language or the sentence formation from verse 1 now in verse 16. So this did not say that Joseph begot Jesus. This made it clear that Joseph was only a foster father. Hear what I'm about to say. And Jacob begot Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born. So the emphasis is on Mary, of whom was born. Jesus called. God wants you to understand clearly. That Joseph is a foster father, but not only that. What I want to leave us with today, yes, there's no more famine or lack. Yes, your dreams, your plans, they are being resurrected. The pains you're going through is only temporary. But more importantly, how did Mary become the instrument of delivery of this Christmas gift? How? She became the instrument of that delivery by how she embraced the word that was spoken to her. Yes, there's a miracle with your name on it. But the way to bring that miracle 
into manifestation. You must receive the spoken word of God into your womb. You have to receive the word. First Peter 1 verse 23. Being born again. Not of corruptible seed. Every word that anybody is saying is corruptible. Whether it's Fox News, CNN, CBS, NBC. All of them are what? Corruptible seed. The only seed that is incorruptible. First Peter one twenty three says, "Is the word of God that is living and abides forever." So Mary, the angel spoke to her that you are the blessed and favored one, and he says, "Let it be unto me according to what." According to Pastor Bank? Nope. No. According to Crefo Dollar? Nope. According to uh, Kenneth Copeland? No. According to Wolf Blitzer? No. According to Sean Hannity? No. No. Let it be unto me according to your word. In 2018, that word wants to find expression in your life. My prayer for us today is that we will embrace the word. I may not understand it. No, it's not saying understand it. How can a virgin understand that she's going to be pregnant? No. He's not asking for your understanding. That's what mitigates us in being able to bring forth the word. We are trying to analyze it and understand it. No, you may never be able to understand it. But you should be able to receive it. God, I don't know how you are going to do this. But that's why I'm not God. That's why you are God. If you can call a man by the name of Abraham, who with all of his faults, you still used him. If you can call Judah and call his name praise. If you can call David and still used him. Surely, surely, then you can use me. Amen. Amen. So embrace the word. But you cannot embrace that which you don't know. We have to be men and women of the word. These little things that we carry, these gadgets, where we're reading the Bible on our phones, it's good though, but it's not really here for Banka Kimola. Because when God quickens you, you need to find a way to be able to write down what God is saying. So, so I guess what I'm saying to us is, don't let's become casual believers. Let's become desperate, hungry, hungry believers. Because the promises of God are yes and amen. Amen? amen. amen. God bless you. We are going to flow into celebration now. Let me set the stage. Let me set the stage. Did you bring my dance shoes? Uh, my dance shoes are here? Okay, good. I just want to make sure my dance shoes are here. The praise team. Are you guys? Where? Oh, thank you. I just want to make sure that all the table is prepared. Rochelle, it's good to see you there. Bless you. Merry Christmas to you. Praise God. Hallelujah. There is what? A liar. Ah. <laughs> Say that with me one more time. Say the devil is what? A liar. I did not hear it. Say the devil is what? A liar. 
Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So, a few months ago, we had a legal issue that God had been helping us with. Those of us that went to New Jersey, we came back and told you how God was moving. How the federal officers were in derision and confusion. Did not know what to do. They've been trying cases, but they've never tried a child of God. They did not read the book of Acts, chapter 12. Where Herod had killed James, the brother of John. And he saw, hear me, that it was politically correct. Ah, where are the pundits? You guys didn't say amen. Just a fondu. I saw his jacket. I, his jacket. I don't see him. man called Herod killed James and the Bible said that when he saw that he pleased the Jews ah, he said this is a winning thing let me take another one he wanted his poll numbers to go up <laughs> do, do we know anybody, anybody like that no. uh, I, I don't think so I don't think you guys know anybody like that <laughs> Bible said in Acts chapter 12 that he went and got Peter. I killed James. My numbers went up. If I also take Peter, I'm sure I will really, really come on. I'll become a household name. And the Bible says in Acts 12 that he put Peter in prison. But he forgot something. He forgot that the church had learned from what happened to James. The church was careless with James. They did nothing. But when he took Peter, the Bible said the church came together and offered prayers unto God for him. That's all. December the 3rd. The day Limanadam ministered. The day I was on the high seas, relaxing, on vacation, I got the intelligent report that as a body, you guys came together and petitioned heaven that power must change hands. <laughs> oh my God! What you are seeing today is a manifestation of answered prayers. If you don't believe in praying, maybe this will encourage you. But if it doesn't, we may pray for a dungeon for you. No, but seriously. Seriously. So first of all, let me thank Mo. Mo, I want to thank you.
if I ever get in trouble, I want my wife to fight like Mofot. She left no stone unturned. She was courageous, bold, defiant, fastidious. I mean, she, she, was, she was too much. Thank you. Thank you for how you displayed what covenant means. For better or for worse. You didn't say, well, you didn't tell me what happened and pick up better and run away. No, you did not do that. You did not do that. I salute you. This body salutes you. <laughs> yes! 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 Thank you for having your husband's back and for being there for your family, your girls. Thank you very much. We appreciate you truly. What shall I say? About my friend, Richard Legema. <laughs> Long story short, they went to court and petitioned they should come home for Christmas. Now, you don't understand what this means if you are not there in New Jersey. You really don't understand it. But we're just trying to bridge the gap a little so you can connect the dots. If what we heard in court, after that, they are able to tell him to go home for Christmas, you have no idea. But what we are celebrating today is not just him being here for Christmas. We are celebrating every chain, every shackle, every lie that God who has begun such a good work, he will finish, he will perfect, he will complete the work that he has already done in the name of Jesus. So today is only an earnest or a deposit. We are making a deposit in the spirit of the fullness of the manifestation of what's about to come. Hallelujah. You know when you're buying a house, you need a what? A down payment. Honest money. That must be done so they can, they can give, they can put the house. Today is just honest money. Because God has already what? Finished it. He's already what? Perfected. He's already what? Completed. And so my brother, I thank God for you, man. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. So, so, we are not going to stop praying. Praying intensifies to bring the full manifestation of God's promises to the realm of the now. Amen. Amen. Pastor Shino, you guys, come and get set. Come and get set. Nana, come here, come here, come here, come here. Now, 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 Stevie, I called Nana, but I don't, do you know that you are part of Nana? You are sitting down there. She also has a very good, good news. She's been trying to pass a pharmaceutical license exam. She's left school. And now what happened, sir? What happened, ma'am? She passed. 
we have another one has joined your profession. She has now joined your profession. A pharmacist right there. To the glory of God. Thank God. We have really we have reason to celebrate. To the rest of us, who is doing one exam or the other? Or trusting God for something that you did it the first time, it didn't work. The second time it didn't work. God is a God of multiple chances. The famine of your passing is what? Over. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are we ready to celebrate? Do you guys have a song of celebration? You are sure? You are sure? 